Welcome back to another episode of Failing Forward. I am joined here by a special guest. Every one of our guests is special, but this guest is a little bit different, and I'll tell you why in a second. As always, if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it, to comment, subscribe, share it with your friends, all that stuff that really does help us get out there and help us share the basic message of Failing Forward, which is that uh, failure is temporary unless you want it to be permanent. That's your choice. So I'm joined here by uh, Caroline Leem, who the first couple episodes we've done have all been people on the on-camera side of entertainment. And Caroline's different because she is behind the scenes. She is, and behind the scenes in a lot of different ways. Um, when I read the credits of a guest who's on camera, usually they're known for two or three things. But the thing about a casting director is you've worked on a hundred things. You've worked on tons of projects. Uh, I'll name drop a couple that people will know. Obviously, you were uh, you worked on Kimmel for a while, mm-hmm. um, for hundreds of episodes. Um, you worked on the X-Men franchise. You worked on the Blade franchise. A lot of things that people will recognize. But you also teach. You are a professor at three different universities? I am. So three different universities, <laughs> which is amazing that she found time to do this podcast. Thanks for having me. So we appreciate you being here. And a lot of the people that we, you know, all the people that we've talked to on this podcast so far, and a lot of the people that we're going to be talking to are people who, you know, their goal is to be, you know, a a king or queen in the entertainment space. And what I find fascinating about a casting director is that your job is to make those people. Well, I think... That is true. Okay, okay so, so one it, aspect of the job. Sure, you can go ahead and say yes. On paper, that's that's the job description. Okay. But really, I look at it from my side as is collaboration. Okay. And and finding the right voice for the right role. Yes. In the relationship. But an offshoot of that mm-hmm. is changing people's lives completely. Sure, you're you. You have your star names, you have your people on your list who you go to, and yeah. that, you know, no matter what level that star is at, um, you can elevate their career, you can um, uh, diversify their career, but then there's also the people who've been working really hard, who have trained, yes. who for years and years and years, we all know there's not an overnight success. Absolutely, so, that's like one of the main themes yeah. of this podcast, the idea that overnight success is a myth that a lot of the industry will perpetuate. A lot of Absolutely. the industry, because they want credit for, quote unquote, discovering someone. Right. Now, just to make sure all the listeners understand and the viewers and however people are taking this in, mm-hmm. I don't know, if, I don't think we have a transcript, no one's reading it. Um, <laughs> just make sure they understand the basic process mm-hmm. for casting something. Sure, so I will uh, get an appointment uh, to meet with the director, producer, and or producer, so I have to read the script. Yeah. And so I read the script and I have my ideas that I bring to the table along with their vision and we see if we connect. And we see, I do my part of the job, they do their part of the job. Um, But it's all within the vision. Yeah. Okay, so then from there, uh, once once I sign on to a project, then it's usually a lot of research. And it's, uh, for instance, if I'm doing if it's comedy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna go to all the sketch places. I'm gonna go to all the stand-up places. I'm gonna be watching a lot more in that direction um, of talent. If it's uh, someone, if it's martial arts, if it's something that's a little bit more of a, 
um, superhero. Yeah. I'm going to want certain skills for that. So I'm going to research that. So I know a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's part of that. Yeah. That's part of the job is it's diversifying exciting. your own knowledge. It's exciting. Yeah. And <clears throat> what always fascinated me about the idea of casting director or like a talent booker on late night show mm. is you are creative, but you're also a gatekeeper at the same time. Yes, there is. There is. Okay. I'm going to say this. I don't necessarily okay. believe in gatekeepers, okay. by the way. Well, I mean, gatekeeper can also be someone who regularly invites people into their home. But <laughs> but I mean, you are a decision maker. Yes. I am the person who uh, does all the work, reaches out to the people, connects, finds who's the who the right voice is for the role. And then I present the best of that. Yeah, and you become the actor or actress's biggest ally. Absolutely. I advocate for actors all the time. Yeah. There may be a, a producer, director may be keen on one person or two people or three people, and there might be a fourth or fifth that should be in the mix. And so we will have that conversation. But it, what's so crazy to me is, especially in the beginning levels of your profession, mm -hmm. so when you're starting out and you're a casting assistant, um, even when you are a casting director on your first project. Yeah. This is this is while you could literally be working on a movie where the star is making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And it is your, not your sole decision, because obviously there are directors and producers, but you have huge influence over who does that. And to give you an example, um, the, a couple of years ago, there were three bookers for Letterman. It was right after Eddie Brill had left. Mm -hmm. And so there were three bookers for the Letterman show, and the three of them were fledgling in their careers. It was the beginning of their talent booking careers. And one of them lived like deep in Brooklyn with three roommates. Hmm. And yet they had the power to take someone else who lived deep in Brooklyn with three roommates and make sure that they had a two bedroom apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. Like that is, it's a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's just, it's a different form of creativity, and it just fascinates me. It's, and then tell me if I'm if I'm going in the right direction. That you you're go in whatever in. direction you want to go. Okay, in. cool. So, you know, you you've heard the the old Michael J. Fox story of how he was living in a car, and when he got mm -hmm. his big break, you know, it was he got a phone call in in a phone booth. You yeah. know, we don't ever know what's happening behind the scenes. We just know whose humanity fits this project. Okay. And that's the backstory. It makes it deeper and and more gracious and more humble and and amazing. Um it's good news. Yeah. But um at the end of the day my job is to align the right human being to the right role. So let's talk about your humanity fitting projects because yeah. you had to get your start also. I did. So Kind of take us through how does that how does that work because the position you're in is a position that I think a lot of people would like to be in, and so but how do you get there? How do you because there's been so much written about the on camera side of entertainment, mm -hmm. and there's not a ton about like okay how do you get to the point where you are trusted with a multi million dollar movie and someone goes help us make this? Sure. How do you get there? Well, there's lots. There's no one way. Okay. okay, so I'll give you just like us. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'll give you I'll give you a couple scenarios. So, okay. um, 
my scenario was I, it, it really is who you tell. If you tell people what you want to do, people yeah. will know what to do with you. Oh, go into that a little more because yeah. that's fascinating. Right? So yeah. so if I I want to be a casting director, no one's yeah. going to know that because my background prior to that was acting. Okay. Okay, so I came from that. I lots of universe I have lots of degrees. I love school. Okay. Okay. So when I made that decision, that decision was my decision. No one influenced that. I had an experience that said, "Oh, I want to be on that side of the table. How am I going to do that?" Right. So, Aside from just flipping over the table, which yeah, is that, not as effective. Well, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I've, I've just had an image I've, I've of lost, me flipping through. I've lost the metaphor. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, so for me, I I was working with uh, a lot of really interesting up-and-coming artists uh, at a regional theater. Mm-hmm. And many of them, this was outside of Los Angeles, and many of them had moved to Los Angeles, as did I. Where was this? This was in Seattle. Okay. And so um, I grew up in Seattle. I went back to Seattle after college. Um, I am an L.A. native. There's very few of us. Yeah. Um, so I came home, and I was uh, in my girlfriend's living room, and I said, you know, I want to be a casting director. If I don't start casting tomorrow, I'm going to lose my mind. I was that kind of person. Wow. So you just decided what you wanted and you were like laser focused. Yeah. And I told people. And and so my one friend said, oh, I think a friend of a friend roommate situation. Let me make a call. What a great lesson this already is. All right. This is, yeah. So then she makes the call. Um, This was a very long time ago. So I... uh, I heard, yes, this is true. There is somebody looking for an assistant. Yeah. And I put my resume together. I didn't have a resume. Yeah. And So what was your resume then? It was my just, resume was theater. Yeah. You know, and some office skills. I'd worked like, at a theater. Here's all the things I've done that don't really have a ton of relevance for this job, but I promise I'll be good at this. But it, they did. Okay. Okay, because... Um, I had a degree, a college degree, which showed that I fortitude and I can make it through a program. Fair. Right? Um, I had worked uh, in a, a theater in Seattle, and I was in the administrative staff, so I was organized and I had office skills. I could, I was good on the phone. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. I, um, I volunteered a lot, so I was good with people and different personalities. All of that translates. None of it, th- this is the thing, nothing separate. Yeah. You know, it's all on the same plate. So, so I put it's all of that. Skill, the, the experience doesn't always have to matter. The skill does. Skill does. Yeah. yeah. Because so, the skill can be translated to the experience. Absolutely. So um, you'll have to ask them why they gave me the job. But Fair. I. I'm going to make a call after the break. Okay, good. No. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, I was hired. And yeah. I was the first assistant for this particular casting director who was newly um uh, he just received the position of casting director. So he went from associate to casting director. And so I, we were both firsts. And it was great. That's I learned wonderful. so much. But I want to yeah. go back for a moment to the lesson of yeah. actually telling people what you want to do. Yeah. Because there's so many – I see that so often where – because someone will say to me after a show, they'll be like, oh, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I'm like, well, that's wonderful. What have you done? Mm-hmm. You what know? have you done for yourself? Yeah, and they're to like, well, I haven't happen. done stand up. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, what have you done toward that other than telling a comedian that you want to be them? Sure. What have you done aside from that? Where are you? And the idea of vocalizing it to your friends, because 
it's it's not just about like you know with stand up it's okay you got to go open mics you got to you got to actually start writing you got to do all that stuff but also someone that you know might be able to give you a little bit of advice or make an introduction oh, i've got a thing about advice yeah yeah it's we're going to tangent, I guess. Let's yeah? tangent. Okay, we got, and then we we'll, kind of, we'll circle tangent. back. We'll okay. circle back. So um, at some point, we all seek mentors and we all seek advice from people. I think it's really important to to um, have that valuable uh, insight and input. But I also believe that on the other end of it, the person giving the advice, yeah. that person is being really generous in spirit and time. And... A lot of times, and I'm speaking from an actor casting director standpoint, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, I'll have actors who who ask me, "Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, ask you some questions about how to how to get this, how to get a rep, how to what classes I should take, what da 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 da." And so we'll give advice. Now it doesn't have to be taken, but it yeah. certainly would be nice if it was considered. Considered. Yeah. You know, because what happens is. You're in a space where I want this. I want yeah. to be a stand-up. And and so you go to everybody. You get 100 people's advice. What do you do with that? You don't know. Yeah. And um, it's a little bit like squirrel. Oh, that looks good. That looks exciting. Oh, that person was passionate about what they said. I'll do that. Yeah. And you're not coming from your own space in your own voice saying, I want to be a stand-up. I want to be an actor. But my voice is saying, Oh wait a minute! What does that mean? It yeah. means film. It means TV. It means voiceover. It means what? Okay, and then you know, really listening to the voice, really talking about that, and then getting specific and going to that mentor or that person to ask. Yeah, because you'll ask better and more pointed questions. Be more focused. You'll know what to do. There was uh, <laughs> there was this kid that came to a show in uh, I believe it was Tulsa, mm. and we had a mutual friend, and so he brought this kid to me he was you know senior in college and said he's really interested in the entertainment industry he's not sure what he wants to do yet um would you talk to him I said absolutely so before the show I'm talking to him outside and he's just telling me about all the stuff he's done in college and finally I stop him and I said are you looking for me to read your resume or are you looking for advice because the first one isn't valuable at all if you want advice let me know Mm. but if you want to just tell me how great you are Awesome. Good luck to you. Yeah. And he like it shook him, but he realized like, oh, yeah, that's not the way you do this thing. You don't just you don't just spit your credits at someone, mm-hmm. which also your credits are not anything that's going to impress me. You're you're telling me all about your TV news station in college. Anyway, okay. Digress. Well, well, can I jump on that sure. because I think that's interesting because I tell I tell clients, I tell yeah. students, I tell actors, I tell people who come to my room. If if I'm sitting here with you and I have an audition and I'm intrigued and and maybe I've seen your reel, maybe I haven't. Yeah. Um but I'm looking I'm looking, wow, I don't know this person. I want to know a little bit more. And so I'll ask, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself or how come I have I don't know you yet. You yeah. know? That's not an invitation to now spew out your resume, which I have in front of me. Right. That's I want, and I, and that's also not. I was born in a log cabin. Okay, there's not that either. Okay, that's the other extreme. It's, yeah. It's really about what are the things that drive you. What are the things that you love? On the way up here, I saw that um, aquarium with the shark in it. Yeah. Right, and I mentioned, oh my gosh, I scuba dive. I love this. Yeah, and I you hadn't know? noticed it because that wasn't a thing that drew me to it before. Right. 
Yeah, there's. By the way, for anyone listening, <laughs> there is a there's an aquarium in the lobby of where we record. It's okay. amazing. Okay. So yeah, there's like a little <laughs> little diorama almost. Yeah. It's like a very big diorama. Okay. So personal. I yeah. I want to know who you are as the human being. I already know from your training. I already know from your read that you're going to be okay on yeah. set. I just want to know if you're crazy, you know, <laughs> or if you're you know a thoughtful human being. Yeah. You know. Well, I want to know more about you as a person, and we're going to come back after the break and get your failure story. Amazing. Because I want to, I want to hear that. Uh, come on back. This is how we support the podcast. So support our sponsors, and we'll see you in a second. Failing Forward. I'm joined here by Carolyn Leem, who is a very successful casting director as well as a professor at multiple universities. Now we're getting down to the brass tacks because I want to hear how things went wrong for you. I want to hear where your path diverged. Amazing. So I think my path was never one lane. It was never Main Street. <laughs> okay, you were veering around the highway the whole time? The whole time. I took a lot of detours. Fair. And there's something to be said for people who stay, who have that focus and know exactly what they want, and they, they, they're getting there at no, you know, whatever yeah. the cost is, they get there. Um, I was the person, and I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, who you are. And I was never one that was just going to stay in one seat, going in one direction, the whole time. Um, I was always curious. I was always interested in uh, different things and different people and different life experiences. And so it took me a minute to figure out um, where I wanted to go. So for me, I don't know if there's a single moment. I think there's okay. many, many moments. <laughs> uh, but I think that's also true for a lot of us. Yeah. The, the idea of, I found that when I when I ask a guest and I'm like, tell us the time you failed. I see them going through their head of like, which time, which time, which time? Yeah. 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 So um, I I will say that I I just only very recently realized that I've been a lifelong teacher. Okay. And I didn't know that. Um, and then I had to go back. And I realized that even in elementary school, the teachers were pulling me aside to teach the first graders their ABCs and how to spell and and then when I was in uh, in middle school, that I was tutoring algebra, and I didn't. I just did it because it was something that was very easy for me. Was this just like an epiphany, or this just literally happened within the last month? But you already were a professor. Yeah, but it didn't connect. <laughs> no, no, no. See, this is the thing. I love that. You're already, you're already doing the work, and then you're like, oh. This is why this it is all why connects. I do it. Yeah. But, but there's something in that, okay. you know? Um, those who can't do teach, you know that thing? Yeah. Well, I do, and I teach. You know, I do both. And yeah. and so, but I love it. And I didn't know I would love it. The best teachers are actually people who can do. Yeah. I, I've I always so. found that phrase to be silly because <laughs> the best teachers are those who understand it and part of how you understand something is by doing it yeah now you can be an excellent football coach without ever having played football mm. but if you have the skills to be a coach and you have the experience then you'll be even better there's so much passion when you when you can back it up with yeah. with the doing and the love of it you know so um so for me casting is the reason why i can teach and i've been casting for 20 years 
And I thought, okay, great. I've worked with amazing, you know, showrunners, producers, executives, actors. I have wonderful stories. We all have wonderful stories. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is all of these people, all these personalities, all of the work ethic and the drive. Mm-hmm. For for me, it's I wanted to. I wanted to give back. I wanted to share. I wanted people to understand that it's a job like every other. So how do you do this job well? And it shouldn't have to take 10 years for you to figure out how to do this industry. Okay. And so this is where this is all. So it's been all of these things over time. So part of it, if I'm I'm understanding, if I'm extrapolating correctly, Mm. so because I even noticed it from the very first thing I said Mm. when, you know, I was talking about you being, you know, a decision maker and you being, you know, an influencer. Um, And I saw your reaction immediately where clearly you take it as way more than that. And uh, when Danny Jollis was on the podcast, he was Mm. talking about how he went out for something where the casting director really held his hand throughout it and said, this is what they're looking for. Amazing. This is you know, this is the stuff you're doing right on this, and here's how we're going to bring out more of that, which is an experience that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-mm. You know, I, I can tell you as someone who, I've basically stopped auditioning for stuff. I The stuff I get is stuff when someone already knows me, and they mm-hmm. reach out and they go, okay, we want you, because I was so tired of going in and dealing with people on your side of things who didn't even know what they wanted. And who, and who were acting very much like someone reading a pile of resumes instead of someone working on a project. Mm. So it is so wonderful and refreshing for me to hear something like this because that's not an experience I've had much in mm-hmm. this business. Well, I think that if you're going to invest so many hours and we work so many hours, yeah. you know, we don't – this is not a 9 to 5, 10 to 6 job. This is um, – I, I had a, a, a young – a student who wants to be a casting director. And she said, give me a day in your life. And so I took her from, you know, coffee and reels in the morning yeah. to negotiating deals at midnight, you know, and that's that's the job and it's 24 seven. And if you want it and if you love what you do, it's it's all good. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to keep getting away from the failure story because yeah. I do want to hear it. But yeah. also the idea of seeing because when you cast something, mm-hmm. you are an integral part of the beginning process. Yeah, the pre-production. And then after that, it can go in many different directions. Mm-hmm. A director can completely change things. A you know, I've had situations where we were working on a project and then a network was like, no, this sponsor is paying for X and so you have to do it completely differently. Mm. And so the art can be influenced by so many different things. Sure. So... I can only imagine how satisfying it must be when, despite the chances of all of that, getting to see a finished project and going, oh, this worked out the way I wanted it to mm-hmm. work out. It happens a lot more than you would imagine. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it does happen. I'm, I'm saying that, like, there are so many hands that can ruin something that to be able mm-hmm. to, from the beginning, get something that's so solid and that's mm-hmm. so impregnable that because you put the right talent in the right role, yes, that they're able to come through all that. And that must be incredibly satisfying. Well, that voice, yes, yeah. absolutely. To, to, match, to match the the right voice with the right the right role, the right relationship, um, the right personalities. Because yeah. a lot of different personalities and you're on set for 
weeks, months. And, and I've seen so many projects where like the, for instance, mm. I did not enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody as a movie <laughs> at all. I thought the acting and the casting were fantastic. Yeah. I thought that they did, and same with Green Book. Mm -hmm. I thought that mm -hmm. Green Book was, I, I found Green Book to be a script about black people written by white people. And I, but <laughs> I think the acting was great. Yeah. And I think that the roles were cast correctly. And I think that there, you can see a project, even when a project sucks, even when yeah. the end result, you go, ugh, look at this script, look at this. You can still see the, you can still see the hand of the casting director if they've done a good job. Well, absolutely. But there's also, then you have the artists, you have someone like Viggo Mortensen and, and Mahershala Ali, who, you know, they're playing real people. Yeah. And there's an integrity there. There's, there's something you have to honor in the middle of all that. And I think that's, oh, I think that's they, when that's when collaboration happens, yeah, I think for they, sure. They both did a wonderful, wonderful yeah. job. Um, so anyway, okay, sorry, digressing. Failure story. Fail. So failure story, I feel I feel like it's so negative, but it's not. It's not, failure stories are, <laughs> that's the whole premise of the podcast, is that, oh is that failure stories are positive. Okay, so um, teaching, I didn't think I could be a teacher. Why? Because I, there's a part, okay, in the day. Yeah. Who would listen? There's that. There's that voice. It's not It's not that they wouldn't listen. People listen. You know, we're here. People are listening. But it's, who would listen to my story? Is it important enough? So it's imposter syndrome. Yes. So it's, it's fear of, I think that's the thing about being a comic. I've, a lot of times being a comic, we're always just like, everyone's going to listen. <laughs> so, which is very, very different because also that's incorrect. <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very good lesson for people to, for people to learn who are, who are listening mm -hmm. because the premise of, well, what if I'm not good at this? Mm. So what? So what? Yeah. There's a space for everybody. You'll there learn. is room for everyone. Yeah. yeah. You learn, you ask questions, you get clarification, you get on with it. So here you were, so yeah. you were afraid of that. Did you, when you started teaching, and I don't mean like the middle school stuff, I mean like the actual at a university stuff. Yes. Um, when you started that, was that something you applied for or was that someone someone approached you for? Both. Okay. So um, the, actually I was, uh, I was doing master classes at different universities for years because, you know, you're in the business. People want to, you know, if you're not in L.A., if you're not in California, if you're not on yeah. one of the coasts, you know, it's they're going to want to know. They need that information. So like guest lecture type stuff. Exactly. Okay. So I did that for a number of years. And that's that was interesting. You know, that's that's no different than, um, you know, a seminar. You yeah. know, you you get you get a couple hours with with the students, and that's it, and it was fine. But it was, is I I just didn't I didn't feel comfortable talking in front of people. I didn't feel I when we were doing a lifetime of people talking in front of you. Yes, it's different. And then you're like, but no, 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 <laughs> I'm wrong side of the table again. And you're also a former actress. Yeah. So. Like that, that to me is just, that's so interesting. But you know, it's, again, it's that thing of I'm not taking on a role here. I'm being me. Oh yeah, so you have it, to play yourself. Well, I have to be truthful. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to say, because, you know, I have a sailor mouth. and I'm, There's yeah. no bullshit. You know, you got you to gotta be 
That's truthful the, and present. Probably the most polite way anyone's cursed on this podcast. <laughs> That was like a, an adorable curse. That was so kind. Uh, All right. So, yes. Yes. So uh, the thing is, as I started lending my voice to this, more people wanted to hear it. And that freaked me out. That freaked you out? It didn't validate you? It validated me, and then it freaked me out. Because now it's, oh, now people are actually watching. Oh, now, okay, this is good, but now there's more people and I'm not used to, I'm used to acting in front of, yeah. I'm used to singing in front of, I'm not used to talking in front of. But no matter how many <laughs> people are watching, mm. you're still doing the same thing you'd be doing. Oh yeah, because I'm an expert at it. But, that, <laughs> but that's, and that's what's, that's what's interesting to me. The idea of the more viewers, it doesn't change the action that you're doing. No. Whether someone is dancing in front of no one or someone's dancing in front of a coliseum, mm -hmm. they're still doing the same moves. Um, mm -hmm. When my father taught me how to drive, a lesson that really stayed with me was we were just chit-chatting and he said, he said something about how people who move from other countries who already know how to drive have to take a road test again. Mm -hmm. But they already know how to drive, but they still have to take the road test. Yes. And I said, well, what do they do then? And he, like, as in, do they take lessons? Do they, you know, and he goes, they just drive. <laughs> they already know how. Yeah. And there have been so many times in my career where I've been nervous about something and I go, wait, 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 just drive. Mm -hmm. You already know how to do this. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so going back to your story. Yeah. So suddenly you've got an audience as a teacher. You're not just talking to a class for a couple hours. It's yeah. here and there. And so how does that, how do you rectify the imposter syndrome? How do you go from, I can't do this to this is who I am? I, I instead, what I tell my actors, take it off yourself and put it on the reader. So then forget about the nerves. Okay. Because when they get nervous, um, it's not about you. It's about what you need from the other person. Oh, wow. So it's. So that's just, this is just changing my perspective on auditions. I'm still not going to go on them. I hate them. But. <laughs> But the idea of going in there going, yeah, I'm going to do my part. The person who's traditionally judging you has to do theirs. Mm -hmm. That's a great yeah. That's a great mental shift. Absolutely. Everybody you has could, a job to do. You don't do everybody else's job. Just do your job. You could do that in interviews as well. Like no matter what profession it is, you can go into work at a bank. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like the interviewer literally has a job to do. And so put the pressure on them to interview you well. There we go. That's a completely different <laughs> mindset. That's great. Yeah. So then it's, what do they need? How, what's the, what did they need by the end of this? Mm -hmm. And then how do we go about it? What are the steps? What are the, what's the intention? What are the tactics? What are, you know? So I put it in terms that I know. Okay. Um, and so, because I, I also believe with all of this that you already possess everything you need in order to succeed. Yeah. You just have to tap into it. Ooh, and I and like so, that. um, so I went ahead and, and that's that was the genesis of how I taught my classes. And it's, now I'm fine. So basically yeah. you casting directed yourself. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and cast exception. Um, well, I, I really appreciate you, you coming in here and, and lending us your time. Um, I Thank think you. that it is, you know, there are so many podcasts out there where we hear from people on the other side of entertainment. Where we hear from people about, oh, I was a struggling actor and I lived in a studio apartment with three people and, mm -hmm. you know, et cetera. And to hear how it goes for someone else. And also that 
you are on the other side of that table, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're finding yourself too. At the same yeah. time, you are there going, well, this project is going to be great, but I hope we get another great one after this. I yeah. hope we continue to move up. You know, you start as someone who just told a friend of yours that you wanted to be in casting and then suddenly you're a casting assistant and then you got to work your way up from that to a casting director you got to earn that and then even once you're a casting director you're going okay well what else what's the next step sure and that is all of that wonderful lessons for people to learn um caroline how can people uh learn more about you is there anything you want to plug Oh, sure. Let's plug uh, it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, there there are a few ways. So uh, I have an acting studio where I teach all of this, how to take it off of yourself and put on the other person and, and do do your work um, with integrity and grace and fierceness. And so what is this acting studio? It's called the Village Acting Studio. And where is it? It's in Burbank. So Village Acting Studio in Burbank, if you were listening to this episode and you were like, she's smart, she has a lot of great things to say, yeah. well, you can learn acting directly from her. Yeah, can I wonderful. tell you the website? Absolutely. It's thevillageactingstudio.com. Thevillageactingstudio.com. <laughs> so check that out. Um, and is there anything else? Um, obviously online because yeah. I, I do IG and TW. I Absolutely. Tweet, I tweet, Instagram. So please find me out there. Access Caroline Leem. Um, I forget which is which. I think it's it's. Uh, I think Access Carolyn Leem is your Twitter. Okay, that's how I got a hold of you. Okay, great. And then my Instagram is at Caroline Leem. Well, even if it's not, you can Google it. You can find her. Yeah, search I'm, it. I'm Googleable. Yeah, absolutely. She's Googleable. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, for the folks listening, of course, reminder: rate, comment, subscribe, share this. Play it for other people on long road trips. However, it is that you want to listen, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>